What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Like Hell podcast, coming to you for episode 86. It is a Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Is today, is today St. Patrick's Day? That's, nope, that's or, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm fucking it up already. Happy early St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my yeah, we're God. We're not going to do a replay of last oh year. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> two years ago. Two, no, it was two, two year, years two ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. All right. I got my heterosexual life mate to my left, Austin. And below us, I'm going to do the honors of introducing our guest. We got Mr. Rob Cassidy, one of my buddies from Alaska. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Great, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be out here with you guys. It's been nice following you guys for the last two years. So I'm excited to talk and get to get this going for everybody. Yeah, man. It it was it was really cool when we were talking in the green room before we went live. I was like, have you listened to our episode? He's like, yeah. He's like, this is episode 86. You just hit two years on your last episode. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> Cassidy actually listens to the show because we you've DM me before after a show or something like that and brought up stuff. So it's it's really cool when we actually get people to come on who are fans of the show and, you know, have something to offer to the show as well. And I guess we could start by doing a a basic summary of, of who you are and what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, thanks again, guys. You know, it's been, been a pleasure being out here. Um, so uh, active duty military, I'm a medical logistician. I've, uh, you know, been all over the world, been to Louisiana, been to uh, Texas, been to Alaska, Guam, Alaska. I mean, I love Alaska. I keep repeating it, but now I'm in Florida. Uh, supply guy for the hospital so i just supply band-aids to the doctors doctors do their job i get after it afterwards uh, i'm an ultra runner in my free time um love 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 being out there on the trails running miles and miles day after day um and then i have my beautiful daughter here coco who you guys will be hearing um she loves to be out there she's my trail buddy and we get after our training together and what is who is coco exactly or coco? so coco if well, she can't jump this high, but if she could stand okay. taller than she was, she's a uh, she's a wine runner mix. She's my daughter, two years old. We're gonna be celebrating three in September, so super excited. She's been a great help in addition to the family. Um, love getting after the trails to make sure she runs, get her out in the mornings. So, okay, it's a great time. Cool. Well, awesome. I, I guess I didn't really even let you get a chance to talk. Oh, you're so. fine. It's okay. How, how are you? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. You, you didn't you. seem you didn't seem motivated this week. You seemed out of Never it. You mind. sounded like me. You sounded like me. Like like, do we really have to do this? Of course we have. I'm to never. I've never never motivated to put up with you. Okay, fair enough. Well, the reason why we do the show is honestly because of our guests. And with that being said, let's take a moment to actually promote ourselves. Hey, I actually. Did hey, look, you did it right this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I usually go straight into our sponsors. But anyways, um, we are the Fight Like Hell podcast. This is our 86th episode. We have been doing this now for just over two years. And if you really like this show or you've been on the show or you want to see more or help us expand our content beyond the, I don't even remember how many countries we're in right now, however many countries we're in. 
If you want to help us expand this, please share this podcast. Please like it. We're on all streaming services. We're also on YouTube. Austin finally caught us up. We were like five episodes behind. I yelled at him on Monday, and then all of a sudden he had it done in about, what, five minutes? Yeah, it doesn't take long. Yeah, exactly. When you have, when you have better internet than Starlink, you know. What's your internet situation again? I have fiber. Okay. And what are you getting down? I got a gig a gig um a gig up and three hundred down. Okay, that's pretty speedy. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's get into our actual sponsors because I think we skipped them last week. Or you, did. you maybe... were too excited to get into the podcast. I was excited. All right. So the official sponsors of the podcast are Invicta Coffee Co. Invicta Coffee Co. is a company out of Arizona. They are a veteran-owned cop- coffee company that, <laughs> my God, <laughs> veteran-owned coffee company out of Arizona where our friend Spencer comes up with different recipes for amazing coffee. If you'd like to save some money on that incredible coffee and get some shipped to your door, you can either do a subscription model or you can actually just get a bag of coffee or two sent your way. Use the promo code fight like hell all one word fight like hell and you'll get 10 percent off of your total order our next official sponsor of the podcast is patriotcookies.co i feel like you should be reading these again awesome i feel like you did the best on it when you did the ai version i mean My you, brain just, just, you just fail like, hard dude it's been bad like i feel like work's killing me lol this is your fault <laughs> All right. Anyways, PatriotCookies.co. They are a company out of sunny Florida. Our friend Johnny B. Tackfit. He's the local cookie dealer out there. He will get stuff to your doors. Always coming up with new recipes. Every time I go on their Instagram or see their reels pop up, something's coming up new for just an amazing taste. I think they even did a, a Lucky Charms one for for march yeah i saw that the other day it was nice and like gooey and they opened it up and there's like marsh lucky charms and stuff in it if you'd like to save 15 percent on some amazing cookies shipped to your door use the promo code fight like hell all one word fight like hell all one word i'm gonna shut the fuck up for a second you take back over awesome good job good job about fucking time it was terrible <laughs> So well, let's we'll get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into weekend adventures. Um, what'd you do this past week and this coming weekend, Robert? So uh, for me, this past weekend, I got out, explored the local area, got some sunlight in. Need to get my brown back on. You know, being in Alaska, lost a lot of color. You know, winter season just came by, so browning out, getting ready, trained, got some miles in for this upcoming race. Um, this upcoming weekend, I'll be out at the movie theaters with my troops. We're going to go out and do a resiliency event and watch Creed 3. Figured it'd be a good motivation tool for them. Oh, there you go. And great way to show a motivational story from a different perspective. So that's what this plan is. And then just start tapering for next weekend. So on the, the recent run that you did, how far was that? So the last race was the Mississippi Trail 50. So a 50-mile race. Okay. Wow. Okay. And that was last weekend? Uh, it was two weekends ago. So two weekends uh, originally, ago. yeah, it was going to be a hundred mile race. 
I uh, had a military TDY, uh, mm-hmm. so business trip for our civilian friends uh, that cut into the original race schedule. So I had to cut it down to 50. Race director was really cool and let me do it. Uh, just came back and I said, I got to get there ASAP, drove from the airport and then got after it the next morning. So holy shit. Okay. <laughs> we are definitely going to get into the ultra stuff because there's there's a lot of questions I have and just in general, like I'm excited to actually talk to you about it because you're you're our first ultra runner that we've had on. We've had a couple marathon people on. We've had some fitness people and and I was thinking about the other day, like one, you're one of my friends. Like I, I've known you s- since probably what, like 2017, 2018. Yes, sir. Whatever. Yeah. Whenever you got up to Alaska, you and I became friends and would hang out, hike, work out, stuff like that. And you're always a badass out there. So it was fun to like follow, hang out, do stuff. We had mutual friends. So it's just, it's been cool watching the growth. We'll definitely get into more of that. Um, Austin, what did you do on the weekend? Fucking nothing. Same as you. Dude, I feel like you did something. You didn't do anything? Not this past weekend, no. Oh my God. You like do like one thing a year on the weekend. Yep, that's it. Do better. Just do better. <laughs> no. Okay. You know, Austin will go out there with you, though. It'll be all over that social media. So Austin gets his reps. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, we'll we'll talk about reps here in a minute because I almost gave him the same challenge. And I told way, him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Weekend Adventures for me. A little bit of hockey. We, what did we do on Sunday? I think we went and saw the movie. movie, That movie that we were talking about with our last guest. What the fuck was that movie? 65. So yeah, something like that. It was really good. It was, it was really good. There's dinosaurs. There's like (laughs) incredible, uh, almost like lightsaber um guns which are indicative of kylo ren aka adam driver i felt like they kind of like meshed a little bit of star wars with it really good and then i think that friday the only thing that's relevant to our next topic that i wanted to talk about is i completed something that you had put out on social media and what was that cassidy so we put out the Murph challenge. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's the one mile run followed by 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then you finish hard with another mile race. Um, that goes to our uh, friends, our fallen warriors from Operation Wood Rings, specifically Lieutenant uh, Murph, uh, Michael Murph. So Murphy, I mean, it was a, it was a great time. I, I like doing challenges to honor our fallen veterans and, you know, bring awareness to what goes on in the military. Cause what everybody sees isn't what happened behind closed doors. And we do have our unfortunate events and it's great to get out there and honor people who, who did the work and uh, to sweat blood for them as well. Yeah. And was that wasn't the first time you ever did one, was it? No, 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 no. Okay. So, I, uh, I figured as much. Yeah, my buddy uh, uh, Dakota in Alaska, he would usually smoke my ass in the gym and he'd be like, let's go do a Murph for fun and it'd just tear my ass apart. So, yeah, I've got experience with with the Murph. You, you know, I kind of liked that we did that because 
the thing that that messes me up the most on the Murph is the pull-ups. Like my lats and biceps hurt so bad for so long post. Like the recovery on that is the worst. Everything else like kind of recovers at a decent rate. But it was nice to like shock the body with it like premature because typically you do the Murph um, Memorial Day weekend in May. So we're like a few months early. And what, what I was thinking, oh, wait, I actually have a question. You sent that out to how many people? So I uh, sent it out to six specifically, six specifically. Okay. How many actually did it? So far, I know of two. So you and Norbs did it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it would, all right, here, so for our listeners, because I think I told you this, uh, Cassidy, and I know I told Austin. I saw you tagged me in it and I was like, fuck, I can't do a Murph right now. Like, there's no way. Like I did a half-ass Murph because I was injured during the Murph. I was, I was barely weight bearing. I was, I was using a walker for my last Murph. But anyways, I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, so what? He tagged you. At least he didn't say your name. And then I go back and I play the video again because I'm like, maybe I won't even put this on my story. I'll just pretend like I didn't see it. And then the first person you called out was me. And I'm like, fuck, he called me out first. I'm like, now I have to do it because I saw like a bunch of tags. And I'm like, well, he didn't call everyone. And I missed the first couple of seconds where he called out me. So I was thinking like I could get out of it if he didn't say my name. But you said my name first. And I'm like, Fuck, now I have to do this. <sighs> but oh, absolutely, bro. And then of course the and of course the weather was terrible when you did. Oh, it was it was sunny and beautiful all week out here in Arizona. We we finally started losing some of our snow. And I just kept putting it off. And I'm like, maybe I'll do it Monday. Cause I think you like challenged me on Sunday. I think it was like Sunday, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I came back late that night, had a hockey game. And I was like, my gym days this week are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, I could do it Monday. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to do it Wednesday. And then Wednesday rolled around. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do it Friday. And then all day Friday, it just rained and was shitty. And it was like 34 degrees. So it's like just above freezing. So, yeah. Super annoying, but at the same time, if you can see in this this picture here, I think it says 2013. Yeah, it does. Um, that was the first Murph I ever did. And the funny story behind that Murph was I had never done a single CrossFit workout in my entire life. I was in decent shape. I was living in Germany, and my buddy kept inviting me to go do CrossFit go do CrossFit, go do CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about your cult. I think I'm good. He's like, dude, he's like, come out this weekend. We're doing, um, it's Memorial Day weekend. We're going to honor the fallen. Uh, this would be a good chance for you. We're doing this thing. It's called the Murph. Don't worry. It's not that hard. Like you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. My first introduction to CrossFit was a full Murph. However, I did not do it with a vest that year. The following year and years forward, I've done it with a vest. But yeah, so I'm done rambling about it. 
Oh, I absolutely knew I was challenging you day one because I've known you've done it in the past. And I was like, look, Rob's inspirational. And I remember seeing your your posts last year uh, when oh, you were okay, doing cool. the modified version of it. And that's inspirational for many people as well because, you know, I remember last year I wasn't in the mood. I just finished a race. I was sucking it up. And then I just saw your post. And I was like, this man's out here in the boot <laughs> modifying this workout. And he's still getting it. And he added to it. There's yeah, yeah, this is what it's about. It's about inspiration. So uh commend you, my friend, on that. That is amazing. Um, so <laughs> and the wild <laughs> fin appears. <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess he's climbing up. Oh, 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 oh. And a wild fin decides to join the podcast. <laughs> he wants to Amanda, find Coco. Amanda, you had one job. <laughs> okay. Well, while Rob's dealing with that, let's get into your backstory and a little bit of why you joined, you know, what made you join and all that. Yeah. So uh, going into why I joined, I come from a military family. Uh, both my parents served in the army. Um, my dad was more of a tanker and my mom worked in the motor pool. Uh, she was supply and, you know, growing up in a household of discipline, uh, we learned a lot about team sports and bonding. I grew up and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go to college. But then I realized I want to change. I wanted to travel. I wanted to get out there and explore. I want to still get my education done. And I said, the military would be great. I want to start a foundation for my life, you know, get away from home and just get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, with new challenges and I signed up and I was originally going to go to the army and my parents are like, no, absolutely not. Not with these ASVAB scores. So <laughs> they're like, you're going to the air force right now. Smart decision. And, I swear yeah. to God, I would, I would tell my future kid do not go in the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was joking with my buddies cause we would go to the Marine uh, depth meetings and they would kept they kept trying to pull us in there because like oh you, you're a runner you, you could do this i was like no nah, i just run cross country for fun uh and then my recruiter walked over and he was like yeah i got this guy coming to the air force and he's like what's his name and he told him he's like oh fuck you i was trying to get that guy since day one so it, it kind of played out in a funny way uh i definitely you know wanted army because the structure and how it works and i saw my parents uh that's all mm -hmm. the marines i was like yeah let's go let's go hard i'm down for a challenge but using the the mind that's where i went with the air force so that's how i came in and then i i just haven't looked back since just did a re-enlistment so um four more years okay where where did you and i apologize if i miss this like finn was like making out with me um where did you start from like where did you meps from and like come into the air force from so I came in from my hometown, Houston. Um, oh, you know, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. What <laughs> what part of Houston? Amanda's from Houston. Uh, so Atascacita is a specific area. So Humble, Texas is is part of that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. So <laughs> I always tell people 45 minutes southeast of downtown. Okay. Yeah, she just moved from the Heights. Okay, Houston I'm kind of familiar with the area. Yep. And then she lives somewhere on I always forget the name of the town. It's a small east side town. I'll message her during the podcast. We'll find out. <laughs> Continue your story. Yeah, so uh came from there, you know, went down to Lackland, got off that bus and was just ready to go. Different than what I expected it to be. Uh then 
from there, I went to Fort Stanford, you know, tech school, AIT for the Army folks and was there for a month. Then I got shipped over to Louisiana. I joined a leave home and I'm just a couple minutes away. And okay. And what did you join as? I joined as a um, medical uh, logistician. So it was just okay. true. And what made you decide to go medical? So I went in and I uh, was like, I, my passion is to go for, you know, I want to be a pharmacy technician. I was doing medical rotations in high school and I said, well, let's go. And they said, pick all these jobs. And I didn't even have logistics on there. And I was like, oh, let me do, do uh, radiology technician. Let me go be a 4N. Let me just go through this list or med techs. Uh, and here I am, a supply troop. And I was like, okay, well, let's make this work. And so they just kind of picked my fate. And it's just, that's what happened from there. Okay. And so explain to what exactly do you do? All right. So my, uh, as a medical logistician, we process many things for the facility. We're like the heart of the hospital. You can't really get any supplies in unless you have a medical logistician in your team. Uh, we're in charge of all the equipment for the facility. We're in charge of ordering everything you think of the IVs, the catheters, the sterilizer units, everything from top to bottom comes through us. Even your pins and pencils, we process that stuff. We also manage the uh, deployment assets. So we have hospitals in the tent box that we send down range to help people out. We set up hospitals in deployed environments, which we call our medical support systems or EMEDS plus 25s. Uh, we also manage all your contract needs. So you can have your contract providers, um, contract nurses and contract um, front desk clerks. Uh, we, we handle everything. There's six jobs in our one career field. I love it. There's a lot to it. I mean, you, we can work in the warehouse, like Amazon troops. That's, there's so many, so many things to do in this, this field. Yeah. And don't you guys get the stuff that comes in for systems too? Yes. So we will get all the IT assets. They'll come into our warehouse. We'll coordinate with you guys. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, we just got like laptops and stuff like that. And for all these new yeah. transitions. Yeah. Cause I, I remember we, we, and I'm pretty sure that's how, well, I know that Tim, who worked with me, uh, or Timmy, worked with me, and he was good friends with you, and that's how I met you. But you were also down there in supply, and whatever we had, laptops or anything that came into the hospital, like anything and everything that that needs to come into the hospital goes through you guys. And then it, it gets issued out per, I almost called them division, but per <laughs> unit, I guess. I'm thinking about where i currently work sorry it's all good it's potato potato for us we'll, yeah. we'll issue it out regardless <laughs> yeah okay cool and you so let's let's go over all the places you've been and like the the time frames so how old were you when you went into the military joined straight out of high school but i waited to finish the world cup in 2014 big soccer fan so i told my family this will be the parting gift i want to watch the world cup and my team won that year spain of course i go for usa but i was always rooting for spain um, yeah. so i left in july of 2014 you know got to lackland graduated september went to tech school from september to december uh mm -hmm. from there i was at fort sam and then i pcs to barksdale louisiana uh, mm -hmm. Shreveport. So I was there from December of 2014 to 
March of 2018, uh, got orders to Intellect Turkey. I was ready. I was like, let's go. Let's go overseas. It's about to happen. Let's do a short tour there. One year there. Loved it. Great experience. You know, created my military family. Very tight connections. Still talk to some of them today. Uh, found out I was going to Alaska before I went. Was ready for a change. I've never seen snow in my life. Never really been around mountains in Texas. So I was like, this is going to be an amazing assignment. Get there March of 2019. There for three years, you know. So I found my passion of running, which we'll get into later, as you guys tech, uh, talked about. Yeah. And then moved to Panama City, Florida uh, last year in March. So I just hit my one-year mark here in Florida. Moved a lot for uh, somebody's only been in for eight years, uh, four bases, you know, got a lot of TDYs under my belts. So very busy person. Yeah. And let's, since we're both fans of it, let's talk about Alaska. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I mean, so. like that had to have been like Inchilic's really cool. Being Turkey's mm -hmm. legit. And did you actually, we'll step backwards before we get into the fun part our fun stuff when you were in turkey did you get to travel at all out there no you guys no. on lockdown yeah we we're on lockdown so i called it my one-year prison tour so i know what it's like on the inside um <laughs> it was uh it was a great challenge you know that's where that family connection really came through mm -hmm. uh we we just got to know our to uh, turkish nationals made really good mm -hmm. friends with them and they kind of brought their culture from off base on base so we got to experience like the baklava, the desserts, yeah. the really good, you know, uh, kebabs, everything you could think of, they would just share with us. And it was nice to see it from there. I only got to go off one time in the morning because I had to fly all the way to California and I felt like I was being escorted by Secret Service. Couldn't talk oh. to anybody, got in a black van at like 3 a.m. in the morning and they just sped all the way to the airport. We were going like 100 miles per hour, just get to the airport got out and they just like blocked the entrance and I had to follow them in and I didn't get to see anything. So oh it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Experiences may vary. I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. I definitely Sec I secret def service style. Yeah. Cause I've been to Turkey and mm. I went to Cappadocia, which was super legit. It's like hot air balloon capital of the world. And they have like these, caves and shit that you can go in that you can actually like live in they have like whole cities and shit and i also went to why can't i think of the main city there it's the only istanbul there we go i got it right before you about right said it i almost <laughs> said it yeah which random fun fact istanbul is the only city in the world that sits on two continents it sits in asia and it sits in europe well, look at you actually knowing something for once. I know. I feel smart. <laughs> I should shut up before I ruin it. All right. Let's get on to the, to the fun stuff. Alaska. Yes. Never heard of it. Well, if you don't know, it's <laughs> like three-fourths the size of the United States. They make sure they let you know it's bigger than Texas. It's like three Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. It's up in Canada, isn't it? kind of <laughs> i didn't pass geography and it seems like rob is the expert so i'll defer back to him i thought alaska was part of canada you know oh no i got a funny one for you um so there was a guy who pcs'd 
into Alaska, first duty station, was from Georgia, did his, his initial like schooling and everything, whatever you guys call your your bullshit basic training vacation, um, basic, down to Texas. He shows up to Alaska in the middle of winter in shorts and like t-shirts and has like one hoodie. And it's all you N- need, right? His NCO <laughs> is like, where are your winter clothes? He's like, why would I need winter clothes? He's like, because you're in Alaska. And he's like, well, he's like, I figured since it was so close to Hawaii, my parents told me it was going to be hot. Because have you ever seen on like the maps where they take Alaska and Hawaii and they put them down below California? So he thought that like it was located in the southern portion of the United States, like below California. So they had to go out and like buy this this E1, a bunch of like clothing and get them into the area where they pick up like cold weather gear because he was going to freeze to death like the first day or two he was there. Yeah. You know, me and my buddies joke about it. It's that Southern education, bro. You know, they just don't, they don't give us what the Northerners get. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel it coming from Florida. So, Ugh. okay. So yeah, big culture change. <laughs> so you get to Alaska and you immediately like it. You also told me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were you were or you are a soccer player. I I was a very very big. I mean, player. he did say he liked the World Cup, so I would imagine <laughs> some he people plays are fans. soccer. <laughs> some people are fans, and this this ties into like some questions I have about ultras. So, mm. how long have you been playing soccer? First question uh so that has been happening since i was four years old (laughs) as soon as i was able to go out there my parents are like here you go try the sport and fell in love with it so since i was four and then you know i play every now and then now as i've gotten more competitive in my running just to avoid injury but Mm -hmm. um you know i played with my team not that long ago um you know still trying to keep myself on my toes but yeah since i was four it's been an ongoing passion of my life okay and what position uh, all over, um, but the preferred position is central defensive mid. Uh, I like to be able to attack, but I also like to be able to support. Uh, it's like that last line of uh, defense for the defenders and the goalie. So it's a lot of pressure, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But if I play with other teams, very versatile. So I'll play left back, left fullback, whatever you want to call it, uh, or center back. Okay. And do you think that, like, it sounds like soccer is in your DNA. And from what I understand, you guys are pretty much running a marathon in a game. I mean, like, do you ever keep track of how many steps or the distance that you've run in a game? No, I've never officially kept count. I've always wondered growing up. Um, I know that there's some some research studies out there that midfielders are doing like eight to ten forwards are hitting about like six to seven defenders about like that three to six range and goalies maybe hit a mile i mean they're they're just kind of okay. waiting for action so yeah i i wondered i've wondered but i've never actually tracked it so it's more if you were to guess though is it more like a maybe a half marathon or like a 10k definitely a 10k definitely, definitely 10K. A 10K. 5k minimum 10k 
probably okay, average that, for peace. Yeah. But still, that's like, I, I don't know, like with hockey, we could play anywhere from one to four times a week. Is that the same for soccer, essentially? Yeah, so it depends on the local area. Some uh, adult leagues I've played in, we played, you know, multiple times. And, you know, depending on your team, how competitive you want to be, you'll practice several times a week. Uh, when I used to play in high school, you know, you still got club soccer on the outside. So you not only play for your school, but then you also play for your club team. And you could be a part of multiple club teams. So you have like three games, maybe one week. Uh, you have tournaments in the summer. So you're doing like double headers on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, usually playing in a championship final if you make it that far um but yeah it's it's a lot on the body for sure um the more you play club okay awesome did you have a question on that or are you just no. staring off into oblivion just staring off into oblivion okay okay you should pay attention you look sleepy i'll just fall asleep over here don't do that <laughs> okay so Soccer's always been a backbone. You also mentioned that you did cross country and that started in high school or when? Yeah. So I, I got into cross country as an off season sport for soccer. So soccer was in the spring season for us. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm playing club soccer outside of school. I think I want to get better in conditioning you know, playing a midfielder, I was like, I need to run a lot more. So let me get this cardio game up. And I enrolled in fall semester cross country. Wouldn't consider myself a competitive person. I was just there for the open races and just to build my aerobic base. Uh, mm -hmm. Fell in love with it. I mean, you know, the team, team sport is everything to me. And the cross country team was just more than an individual thing. It was every race we're out there cheering for everybody we cheered for the girls the girls cheered for us the guys every race you had your full team there whether you were open race you know freshman jv or varsity it was just one big family um so yeah i did that for two years uh, my junior and senior year of, of high school when did that bleed into the desire to do either like i'm trying to build a progression here yeah to like the ultras so what was the next step? Are we at like half marathons or marathons or what? Oh, <laughs> and timelines. So I get to Barksdale. Um, you know, my commander is a very fit guy. He loves to run. I'm this mm -hmm. really young 19 year old got a chip on my shoulder. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and run hard every day. I'm gonna prove my mm -hmm. commander wrong. He beats me in the first PT test that we take together. You know, it's only a mile and a half. But he he beats me by like a split second. He cuts me off and I'll never forget. I was like, oh, I'm going to train hard every day. So I kept training and training and training. Um, eventually, I was just like, uh, I'm playing soccer for the base team, you know, so this isn't really working. Let me do like soccer and bodybuilding. Didn't really get competitive in running or get back into running till, you know, let's say five, six years later in Alaska. That's when I really got back into it. But in that meantime, I was playing a lot of soccer. That's what really kept me going. Um, the first race was a, was a 5k in Alaska run for your heart 5k. I'll remember that one. It's very special to my heart. And, you know, I'm not trying to jump the gun here and go into the ultra thing. Uh, but yeah, so I wouldn't say till 28, 2019, that was my first time getting back into running. Okay. Were you doing, were you doing a lot of stuff with like, uh, skinny Ravens events? Yeah. So I, I did the run for your heart 5k for the American cancer uh, center and um, afterwards I got connected with Skinny Raven uh, and then just started meeting P 
people um, through, you know, the base and through the church I went to at that time. And mm. then, then, you know, just kind of picked up. I was just getting into running. So did the pub runs on Tuesdays? And yeah, yeah, liked, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm angling at. And, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about and you're not from Alaska, um, including whoever that guy is over there. Um, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy over here. So Skinny Skinny Ravens is a company in Alaska. It's a it's a shoe store, but it's also like way more than that. They sponsor a ton of different like five Ks. They do full marathons. They do half marathons. Um, I don't know if they do ultras. Do they? I haven't seen them at ultras. I know that uh, one of the races I went to, they had their gear there, but the race director bought it and then gave it out to us. Okay. okay. But in general, like they're, and you know, you can expand on this or correct me if you think differently, but they're more or less like a community for Alaska's Alaskans who want to run year round. And they have that Tuesday event where everyone meets up they give you like a, a 5k or a two mile or a six mile run, something like that. Like it, it, it's never the same distance and it's usually not the same pathway. And you go run around downtown Anchorage. You start at skinny Ravens. Then you go out, you do your run and you come back and then they have a dedicated like party spot afterwards where you get discounts on food and drinks and you get to like socialize with a bunch of other runners. And it's a lot of fucking fun, actually. Yeah, great networking uh, activities, too. I mean, you hit it spot on. And the more you go out there, the more they bump you into this raffle. Or if you went to the pubs, they'd be like, all right, so you get this skinny raven uh, scarf. You get this skinny raven shirt. And mm -hmm. uh, they would always try to get their name out there, too. But they would also build like. Uh, running events for the community so they're like all right today you're going to run with coach tom or coach sally and we're going to teach you warm-ups cool downs um they're a half marathoner they're a marathoner so they would really try to connect you with people in the community who've been doing it for a while um saw a lot of marathoners out there you know i got inspired by their shirts uh, and skinny raven they host a lot they do a lot for alaska and that was one of the the ways i got into it was through them i mean i'm not a runner right now but I was a runner in the military. I took a break for a little while and I became just a, a fun runner. Like I, I did a marathon in Germany. And after I did a marathon, I was like, fuck marathons. I, I can't like run this far. I don't understand why people want to do this, but at least you're so not you're doing ultra next, right? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll get into, I'll get into that when we get into ultras. <laughs> There's a reason why. Um, and it's not lack of, <laughs> I'll explain later. All right. But anyway, skinny Ravens was one of those only things that kept me interested in running. Cause it, it was a whole, like, it was like a family out there and you had to start and or finish at their facility. And they have all the cool new shoes that are coming out. And like, you you can get set up with spikes for your shoes. I, I had certain trail running shoes that had spikes built in. I learned about micro spikes. I learned about smaller spikes, just like different things. That way you could literally run year round, which is crazy if you think about it for Alaska. 
Yeah, and I liked how they'd bring out some of the companies too, like the spike bugs, and they would mm -hmm. talk you through like their products and okay, you do this, you get, you know, this amount off your race, and they would sponsor them at the beginning. So it's a very, very good community for Alaska because you're thinking you're running in negative temps in the winter. Who wants to do that? Well, you can go run with Rob over there who has all this gear that we talked him through and uh, he'll, you know, show you some courses and stuff. I mean, I, I've had the pleasure to meet some people out there that I've one of those crazy people who run in the winter. So um, it they really set you up for success, too. You got a lot of people there from different backgrounds, different experiences. Shoes are always on point. You get a, like a reward system there with the card. Each purchase you get takes, you know, it adds up and you eventually get a free shoe after 10 purchases, stuff yep. along that line. Yeah. And ironically, with it being St. Patty's Day tomorrow, my first ever run with Skinny Ravens, and I saw on your Instagram, you did this one too, was the Shamrock Shuffle. Um, yep. Austin, <laughs> would you be so kind to bring up his Instagram? Because I wanted to talk about a couple no, of the I runs and I wanted to show off pictures of Coco. So, all right, we're progressing forward. We're at the point now where you're deeply embedded in the community of runners and Alaska. What was your, what was your entry into your first ultra and the distance? So, uh, first entry into ultra, it was wild. I did a, a marathon, you know, you said who the hell does marathons? Well, mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. You're part of the 1% of the world. So that's a huge thing to, to think about. Not many people will ever do one. So 1% of the 1%. Congrats, Rob. Uh, Austin, I challenge you to do a marathon one day too, if you want. You don't <laughs> he have doesn't even, not going to happen. He, he doesn't walk. Happen. He barely walks his garbage can. So. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, I did the, what was it? Kenai 26.2. Uh, was super ready to go. I was like, oh, let's get this. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to finish in like sub three hours. I was out there with my buddy Dakota, got wrecked. But I finished reading Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me, probably about like two weeks before. And I was like, I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to get through this. This is nothing. And right after that race, I said, I'm going to go do an ultra. Like if I just made it through this kind of pain, still finish like three hours and 40 something minutes, why not? Let's go. Who's going to stop me? You know, so definitely the pain cave is where i was like let's do it so i signed up for a 50 miler oh, and <laughs> it didn't go the way i wanted it to but okay yeah that was that was my first experience in the ultra okay and um actually we're gonna we're gonna pause for a second in honor of coco um this is coco when she was a puppy Yep, just got her at that point. So I was super excited to welcome her. You know, got her back in um, September of 20, 2020. Yeah, I remember you either sent me pictures on like Snapchat or Instagram or something, or it was on your story. And I was like, oh my God, you have like a chocolate Vishla. <laughs> like, what is that? So, okay. And she's... Oh my God, her eyes. So oh, cute. yeah. So cute. That's and my you girl. Got, you got her in Alaska? Yes. Or where? Yes, okay. I did. So. so both Allie and her are from Alaska. Alaska grown uh, Vishwas. <laughs> and there's yes, the Shamrock. There's the Shamrock Shuffle that I was just yep. talking about. You had to yeah. run that one in a mask? 
So we had to be masked up at the, the beginning uh, and at the end. <laughs> so it was brutal. That's the the Kenai Marathon right there. It was a busy, busy, busy time. I ran with Team Red, White, and Blue for the uh, Matsu Relay race. Then I did the um, Kenai Marathon, then Shamrock Shuffle, because it got postponed from March to, I want to say it was like November of that year, October. Yeah, something like that. Holy shit. Yeah, it's in October. Yeah, because everything was going on lockdown. Lockdowns are actually kind of tough in Alaska. What was that like? That's what kind of helped me find that, you know, passion, right? So, you know, it's just sitting there in my headspace and I said, I got to get out there. But, you know, it's all small businesses, mom and pop shops. Nothing's open, very limited, uh, one or two people in the store at a time. Like it, it was, it was interesting to say the least, even like run starts were staggered starts. We had to wear a mask at the line and be six feet apart. They had like little X's everywhere you went and they'd be like, okay, you're corral one, you're corral two, you know, you're corral three. So they really spaced everything out. Like there's pictures that I have where crazy. Mm-hmm. I, how did, how did the military handle the whole lockdown thing? Uh, so I was gone during the time we, uh, did lockdown. I got sent to, to Guam on a, a COVID relief mission. So I was out there during the time. Um, even there, they had very strict rules, um, where we had so many people like my team got locked down in the, the hotel for 14 days, you know, you had your quarantine. Uh, if you were to go anywhere, you had to get like a special pass to go just to the, the shop at, right. And you went to the shop at, they'd be like, okay, there's already five people in here. You can't go in. You have to wait till somebody goes or the gym's closed because there's 20 people in there right now. You're 21. So you got to wait till somebody comes out. There were, there were a lot of rules where it just, you had to hurry up and wait, which you guys know very well. So never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay. So Kenai was your first 50 and right or am i wrong? so kenai was my first ever marathon my first marathon. ultra was fairbanks alaska in the middle Holy of winter <laughs> no yeah uh it was it was brutal so the weather was supposed to be nice supposed to be you know nice as negative eight during that time right oh my um God, and the i fly fuck? up there <laughs> fly up there with my my best friend nick and it just fucking dumps dumps the day before the race and is dumping on the day of the race snow was not in the forecast and i'm running into snow that's up to my kneecap and uh yeah i was like running through mashed potatoes how i described it the person who won every year she uh couldn't even make the time so we're all just trucking along we have everybody doing their little cross-country skiing fat tire biking because they're allowed to compete against us too it was an open course uh we get to the checkpoint and the first checkpoint and everybody there was like yeah, none of you guys are going to make it. You're all going to get DQ'd because of the race, the, the conditions. So knowing that, the first checkpoint kind of was like, are you kidding me? Get to the halfway point, 25 miles in, and they're like, sorry, no runners past this point. You guys Holy are all shit. DNF'd. And, and was, it, was it safety and time was the issue? So with ultras, you have time limits too for checkpoints. Um, you have to make it there at a certain time. And we were all like two, three hours off the, the cutoff time. It was just so bad. Like the, I mean, it's when you're running through that much snow, you, you can't really, you can only go as fast yeah, as you can. Exactly. 
Yeah. And it was just funny seeing like the fat tire bikers and the, the cross. Yeah. See you at the end. I'm like, yo, well, I, I hope to be there, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like really trying my hardest. And even with gators, everything on it, it just, it was like a quad workout. You were hiking the whole time, get to the halfway point and see ya. Okay. What's so I guess when you, when you're doing these, these ultras, is it a combination of running distances and then occasionally like going down to like a jog and a walk or is it is it all out running the entire time that's a great question uh really just depends on the the ultra itself you know so the distance you're going to um a lot of the time i will say we we run power hike walk and mm -hmm. jog so it's literally everything um the shorter it's the distance everything. yeah the stronger the runner the more likely they're going to run the longer the distance we got aid stations we got to check with our crews we got to do all that stuff um where we slow down sit maybe a little bit eat and then get back after it okay what's your favorite trail run snack my favorite trail run no you're no it's food food oh snack or something like <laughs> well something to keep i you going love pickles you know what? just love the, the salt pickles. yeah, yeah that's it's, so it's random great. but it makes sense i got some weird cravings out there man there's there's times where i'm like mm, i could really just fuck up a pizza right now like let's, I mean, the let's pizza go. makes sense but like or you know i'm thinking about eating a pint of ice cream afterwards just something something just to really hit me but I know if I eat that out there, I'm going to blow up. Like I'm going to have to go run and take a shit in the woods because it's not going to settle well. And that, that happens, right? Like you guys oh. obviously shit while you run. There's I know this thing called running Mar shit. Like you're supposed yeah. to shit before you start running. No, but I mean like, <laughs> cause like what's, what's the average time for like a 50 miler? Like how long Oof. does that take? Shoot. I've seen six hours to 12 hours. So okay. good guess would be, about maybe eight nine hours for eight for... nine hours okay yep. and at a certain point you're going to have to shit more than likely yeah yeah if you don't get the runs in before you go it's gonna happen while you're out there so every everybody's different their routine's different uh, mm -hmm. i try to go beforehand but if i do go during hey that is what it is we, we've all run up on a runner peeing or shitting in the woods so <laughs> no okay. shame yeah yeah no that's what i figured what um what type of shoes do you like running in so me personally, when I'm training, I use uh, minimalist shoes. So barefoot, okay. Vivo barefoots, um, anything along those lines. I'm really just trying to build my stabilizers and get that natural running form down. Um, when I'm trail running, the best thing to do is ultra. And I go for the most minimalist shoe possible. So I got a superior five right now. Love the shoe. Have another one on order. Uh, it's natural to your foot curve. So, you know, ultra's got that wide toe box. Perfect for swelling when you're out there and hitting all those trees, those rocks helps, helps out a lot. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've used ultras before. Um, I've used the minimalist shoes. I, I guess my, my feet are just weak cause they would get beat the fuck up and the ultras. Um, what's your thoughts on like Hoka? Me, I used Hoka a lot um, originally and mm -hmm. um i mean i've used the um i want to say it's yeah and i use there's a there's another one 
where we, you and I had the same one a while ago. I remember I saw it on your story and I was like, Oh, I got those two. Uh, drawing a blank right now. I'm going to get Challengers? the name of the shoe. It's a, it's a road running shoe. It's got some, some. So that, to it. so the Rencons, I know they use for trail speed go or road is Rencons is one of the popular ones, trail speed goat. And then there's a, I think it's called a challenger. Like they're on the challenger seven and that's kind of like a hybrid where you can use it on either. Cause they, they have like Gore-Tex versions. I, I personally love them. I wear them all the time as like my daily kickers and uh, for even sometimes like hiking and stuff out here. I don't really oh, yeah, run man. that much anymore. But. If my ultras are destroyed, I have my speed goats ready to go. Um, mm -hmm. And I got two pairs of those just on standby. So yeah, I, I used to use Hoko all the time. I wish I knew the name right now. My buddy who's going to see this, he's going to laugh because he trains in them. We train them together. So dang, I wish I remember. Cl Clifton's. Clifton's. That's what it is. The Hoka Clifton. Clifton. Okay. Not Ultra. I typed in Ulta. Like the the beauty supply place, accidentally. Hey, no Hoka. shame, bro. I got a shipment of foundation coming in too. So, <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, so they're on. They're like on the ninth version of those. Oh, and then well, I'm looking that up. Um, she was born in Jasper. It's southeast Texas, about seventy miles from Belmont. Belmont. Beaumont. Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. about a good forty-five minutes from where I'm from, but I'm I'm okay, familiar. Okay, where with were you area. from? Again, I'm from uh, Humble. Just say Humble. That'd probably be the best Umble. one. Yep. U, U M B L E. Humble, like Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Humble, Humble, <laughs> yeah. Humble. I'm like Humble. I thought you said Humble <laughs> earlier. It's from there. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen these these Clifton's. I'm actually due for like some. Oh yeah, I definitely have seen these. And you like these for for street? Yeah, yeah, those have been my go-to street shoes. Um, get a lot of mileage in it. You know, I would usually put about like 600, 700 miles on them, even though you're not supposed to. But they would last yeah. that long. Uh, love Hoka too. It's great support for for very long distances. Do you like you know obviously more about running than we both do um is is the reason why the can we awesome can we bring up a hoka so i can like show it to our listeners too is yeah. the reason why With, uh, the cliftons yeah yeah bring up the cliftons hoka cliftons and you can just bring them up off like running warehouse or whatever um is the reason why <clears throat> the heel is so high to help you from like not heel striking is that the idea behind it or why do they do such a big insole so i will say most people's natural running form is to heel strike first and mm -hmm. that's kind of why they put more cushioning at the heel so that way it's less impact on your knee um that's the best way i can explain it to everybody here because when you get tired and you fatigue your body's naturally just going to go to what it's used to and most people just straight heel, heel strike. strike yeah and that's okay so they basically came up with that exaggerated design um 
to help with um, people that heal strike. Yeah, yeah. There's a the picture that we had at a 24 hour vigilance run where I'm wearing my Hoka Clifton's and I'm about maybe 30 miles into it at that point. I'm I'm heel striking, and I I felt it the next day when my knees. So it's in my opinion, I think it's for fatigue resistance. Okay, okay. I've I've just always kind of had a curiosity with it because I'm I'm one of the people that wears hokas that doesn't really even run with them i just wear them because they're fucking cool looking and and i'm outdoorsy like it's not like i'm just wearing them to the mall or anything like that like i live out of he wears them to, he wears him to his office job what are you I, talking about i mean it's at the canyon i take alley on white <laughs> walks and stuff it's the whole reno 911 just new shoe goofing over there it's cool bro yeah <laughs> there it is new <laughs> Okay. He wears his ranger panties with his hokas, and that's what, that's what, that's what he wears around the house. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta exactly. show off them thunder thighs, bro. Yeah, dang. You a mean thing, his? Though. You mean his chicken legs? Chicken, chicken legs, chicken legs, man. <laughs> I'm one of those hockey players with tiny legs. Somehow. He's like most of you runners over there. Nothing but chicken legs. Dude, I think. Ro- I think you know, Rob I can't. Got, I can't uh, uh, show the fans out here. I'm gonna start charging them. But you can follow me on OnlyFans. You get some nice like pictures. <laughs> yeah, but you you leave the shoes on, right? Because I, I heard. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't want to see missing like... toenails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit loses fans. But if y'all are freaky, you know, hit me up, DM me on Instagram. I'll I'll put a little toe picture out there for y'all. <laughs> Speaking of which, give your um, give your at for Instagram. Oh yeah, so uh, at Robert Cassidy one zero one nine, first name last name, and then just my birthday. So if you want to follow, go ahead. I put content out there about um, fitness, motivation, uh, just share my life. You know, very transparent, nothing to hide. So you like got once questions. a month, you know. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm doing He's more stories. Better. Yeah, dude, your stories have been good. Um, one of the things that you did for a post I really liked, and I think I commented on it, was uh, taking people through an actual like 30 mile run. That was pretty cool. Like he he did a reel where he explained like different points of the run and what it was like and what he was doing. And, and that was out in Alabama or was that in Florida? That was on uh, one of the Florida trails. Yeah. So okay getting out there experimenting more and trying to make more reels to sh- show people what it's like and how to train. Just want to keep it real with content. Yeah. And <clears throat> as you're progressing, what you were telling me in a text message last night, cause we're, we're small talking before the show that probably, and correct me if I'm wrong. One of the coolest ones you did was in Denali. Yes, Would sir. You would you like to take our listeners through that? Because it sounded like you had the setup for this. Oh, yeah. So how this played out was I was originally scheduled to do a 100K. So I was only going to do a 62-mile race back in June of 2021. Uh, then the military said, hey, you're going to NCOA, Non-Commissioned Officer Academy. So I had to cancel my race and postpone it for the following year. Uh, then when I reached out, I said, well, you know, if I'm gonna come back to Denali, I'm gonna do you know the 135 mile race. Why am I gonna fly all the way from Florida to Alaska just to do 60, you know, two miles? That's just not who I am as a person. 
But to do it, the race director was like, hey, you got a great record. You got a great resume, but I need you to do a hundred mile race before you get here to kind of earn your entrance to the race. I said, okay, cool. So I signed up for Lake, Lake Martin 100, went up to Alabama, really like got the real ultra experience, started hallucinating, thought I was seeing like a spaceship out there, Holy was just shit. like, yeah, the, there's those stories, those runners, we, we all yeah, understand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're up for 18 plus hours, miss a sleep cycle, you're just seeing shit. Like I really thought there was a car at one point next to me and then it just, there was nobody. It was no, nothing there. I thought I saw like these people in the trees. It was a whole experience that night. Uh, but what kind of gummies that. are you taking on the trail? <laughs> I can't tell you or the military kicked me out, but <laughs> <laughs> he's kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally kidding. Um, so let's see. I did that. Then I uh, got that race. I emailed the race director directly. I was like, hey, I just finished this 100 mile race. I want to get into the 135. He said, dude, that's awesome. You got second. I think you'd be great for this. I was like, perfect. So I got my admission in. Now the thing hang on, was, hang on, had... pause, pause, pause. You say you got second? Yeah, yeah. So in, first in that hundred miler. Yes, sir. Yep. Holy fuck! Don't just glaze over that shit. That's <laughs> fucking incredible. What was your time? Uh, I I got twenty four hours and ten minutes. So I was four hours, ten minutes, hundred miles. Twenty four hours of running. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh twenty four hours. Who? What was the time of the winner? Just out here. Uh, shoot, I want to say he was at twenty one hours. Um, okay, that one. Yeah, so, yeah. He was booking and then, it. Wh- and then where were people behind you? I'd have to go look at ultra sign up and then okay. find the race. No yeah, it's still it's still incredible. And you were just like, yeah, I came in like second place. Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah <laughs> on to the next story. I'm like, bro, like, sh- hang on, like. Sh- Tell us about that shit. That's fucking incredible, man. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So after I finished hallucinating, I sat there at the, the last checkpoint and I was like, I need a coffee. I need just to wake up real quick. And they're like, oh you look God. like you're dying. And I was like, just give me a coffee. I'm going to close my eyes for five minutes, take a little nap, and I'm going to get out and just some demon came over me. And then I just took off. Like I was running maybe about like 15 minute miles at that point. It was really fatiguing. It was just moving through the motions with my trekking poles, just falling asleep while running five minute nap, re-energized me. And I took off at like eight minute miles, just through these Hills back country in the dark. And I was like, all right, we got to We got to just get this done. Like we got to finish this, try and hit the 24 hour, uh, you know, Mark. So I get a second belt buckle, didn't get it, but I, the race directors and everybody were rooting for me and I missed it by 10 minutes. So I said, you know what? I'll be back. So next weekend I'm going back to redeem myself. And finish Holy in 24 shit. hours and then Holy you know shit. probably hit 22 hours is the goal oh jeez so next weekend back to alaska back no, no, to, no, no, no. to alabama, that oh, was yeah. alabama. Oh, okay. this was oh, okay, this okay. was all for him to qualify for alaska right right, right yep okay. okay yep oh my god dude okay so what was what was your next weekend time you said it was under 24 hours uh so after that um i'm gonna go back next week to get a sub 24 hour finish oh okay that's yeah so i've trying to remember the fastest i've hit 100 miles i did a 24 hour run in october of last year uh i did 116 hours for that one so i know i hit it a lot faster i I can't remember the exact time i think it was like a 
19 hours and 45 minutes and it was just like one mile loop just going and then um yeah set the course record on that one um so and gonna go back again obviously to beat myself so it's crazy god dude and you like i've seen you take firsts on a couple of things too yes how many belt buckles do you have uh right now i've got four four belt buckles So, so four first place uh some some races you get them for doing the 100 miles uh first place shoot maybe maybe four four races i think i've gone first so yeah and um uh ultra sign up has my record so if if i'm lying go ahead and check me out (laughs) call me out on there i I think it's four i think it's four is there any way we can bring up your your stats yeah so if you uh you look up ultra sign up and you go into participants you just look up my name i'm um, not the 50 year old one so i'm the 27 yeah, year old don't lie to us <laughs> shit i'm the 50 old one really i'm setting, well. <laughs> setting records dude this is like i don't know this is the stuff that fascinates me and well austin's bringing that up so my little tidbit on uh ultras I had an interest a few years ago, a couple of years ago, in getting into them. My setbacks were this. One, I think they're insanely challenging. Two, Allie is everything to me. She's literally my service dog. She goes everywhere with me. Allie will sprint with me, but she will not run further. The furthest I've ever gotten her to run is maybe a 5K with a shit ton of stops. Like I used to be able to run around like a seven thirty, eight thirty pace. Like those are comfortable paces for distance. And when we would run together, we were sometimes like at nine minute paces because of the amount of time she'd want to stop and pee on something. And it would just completely mess up my vibe. I would get so mad at her. And I was like, this is dumb. Like either I'm going to train for this completely by myself and then I'm, not with my dog, which I'm around constantly. So it's it's kind of like, it's almost like an excuse and kind of a reality. But here's where I'm going to throw a flip while Austin's still getting it up. Finn, yeah, it's not pulling up for some reason. Do you think you can type it to us? And uh, you see that little message? The private chat feature on the right side? It's It's a private chat feature. Or or send it to us on Instagram. Yeah, or Instagram or whatever. Whatever's easiest for you. Okay, yeah, it's it's not giving me the text box, so I'll uh send, I'll send it, it to us. Insta. Yeah, yeah I'll, if you I'll need to do it on your phone, just whatever. Um while you're looking that up, I'll I'll finish saying something that I was thinking about. So the other day when I did the little one mile, two mile run or whatever started thinking i was like man like it'd be kind of cool to get back into running i wouldn't mind doing like trail running again though because road running man that's so rough on your freaking knees and back and everything finn likes to run so i was thinking if i can get him running and he's young he's like one and a half if i can get him into running maybe like i kind of had a goal a couple years ago that'd be cool to like knock out like a 50k I think that would be like 
something more than a marathon, but not like I don't picture myself doing a hundred miler. Oh, that's what yeah. I mean, I remember we we talked about you get into a fifty k. Yeah, um, super excited. Yeah, if you if you ever want to, let me know. Like your first ultra, whether it's your first or last, it's it's still an awesome go. accomplishment. So, so it uh, says seven trophies. Yeah. Can you can you <laughs> zoom in more on that, Austin? So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so fourteen races for those of you who are listening. Um, you're twenty seven years old. Uh. Okay, break this down for us a little bit. Like, what do we okay. got here? Yeah, so the overall is the first, like the, the place you actually do. The group is where they assign you. So sometimes they'll do it by 20, 25, 25 to 30, 30, 35, and so forth. Um, or they just put you all based on like decades. So 20 to 30, your group one, um, whatever the case may be, that's how they break it down. So uh, on the right side, you get 100%, your first place, right? These other rankings based on how you were ranked before. So we all get like, see my age rank, I'm 97.2. My overall rank is a combination of all my places and where I stood amongst everybody else. So that's how is, I've interpreted it. Is is that basically saying for your age, and, and that's 20 to 30, that you're in the top? 97 percent i would go ahead and assume yes but i'm not gonna try to boost myself up anymore because i think that i know i'm competitive and there's very good runners out there okay and here's what's crazier i bet you and correct me if i'm wrong because you know the community and and by no means if anyone's listening to this who's a runner Cassidy is one of the most humble people that I know. He's a fucking great dude. We are I'm very just over here talking shit about everybody no, else. No, we're very <laughs> ignorant about this stuff. So if he misquotes something and you get all pissy, come fucking find me. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, I'm kidding. But no, with with the group that you're in, moving forward into like the next bracket, thirty to forty, do you see like a, a drop off? Like I have a feeling you would be your average age for runners, basically. So runners are all ages everywhere you think of. When my parents supported me at the Cactus Rose 50, you got people out there 70, 80 years old. Um, most endurance athletes are peaking uh in their 30s because it's just built over time. So as we continue to grow it's it's only i'm only going to get stronger and everybody else in like their 30s is getting stronger that's that experience that we build up okay okay very interesting yeah because like it was saying too that i think you're like 87 percent or something like that overall yeah and that factors in like um the one dnf i told you guys about when i ran in um fairbanks It's okay though. It's okay. It's it's a it's a good learning. Yeah, step I mean, it's in. part of it. Yeah. Yep. It's part of it. But I mean, like, if you would have completed that, even where were you at in the race? Because that was your first like real one. Yep. So yeah, where so I was... where were you at in that race? Were you in second the... place? Second oh place out of runners, God, and 
you know, I knew she was only about a mile in front of me. They told me when I got the checkpoint, she was 18 miles or not 18 miles, 18 minutes ahead. I was like, oh, okay, so maybe I can cut the gap. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And then they're like, none of you guys are gonna make it. I was like, well, I'm still gonna push. Like, it is what I'm, I'm gonna make it to that checkpoint. I don't care how I get there. I'm gonna get there. Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. What's your favorite? What's your favorite race you've done so far? Favorite race so far would be the Denali 135, which was what we were building up to. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take, take us on that story. Cause you were texting me about it last night. Yeah. So I, I did the Lake one Martin 100 email director. He's like, yeah, you're in, let's go. So, uh, this race I had to get a crew for. So normally I self self support or my buddy, when we were in Alaska, he would be there and you know, he'd, he'd be at a checkpoint or something, handing me snacks. Uh, but this one, I had to get a crew who's going to bust me around or meet me at checkpoints that we designed. And I hit up, uh, my, uh, buddy, Nick hit up Dakota, hit up my mom and hit up our friend Don. And I was like, all right, I need some down dogs to go. My mom said, sign me up. I'm flying up there. We're doing this together. Uh, Nick got sent out on a mission. So he had to drop out and my buddy Dakota, he got off shift, bless his heart. <laughs> and he came all the way up there from working PNU at night, uh, to race with me. And then Don, she's one of our friends from the hospital and she, she was out there supporting me as well. And that race was just gorgeous. I mean, we ran it on the summer solstice. So for Alaska, the sun's not going oh. down for 24 hours. Oh my and, God. In the yep. park. Uh, the Denali Highway, the whole Denali Highway, we ran. Okay. So yeah. where was the start point? Where was the end point or turnaround point? Uh, I'm trying to remember. So it was just one one way, the whole way. Okay. Did you start in like Healy? That. Yes. Yep. Okay. Near and... like probably like uh, 49th Brewing Company or something like that? Or the campgrounds up there? Switch sides. Oh, so you started to the south and finished. Yeah, we um, had to go up. We climbed all the way up to. to oh the... my God! You guys went up in elevation the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> That's race director, terrible. <laughs> he was like, "It's gonna be fun. You're gonna love it, and you get to like." <laughs> You're gonna love it as you climb all this elevation. Oh, oh trust me, you should see my mouth like. And my my whole crew was laughing. He was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Another hill? This is what I signed up for. I love this stuff. You just get up and you go down. And you're just going right back up again. So definitely humbles you when you're out there. <laughs> and that was a, a a great time. Love the views. Love the experience I shared with my family. Was in constant race with this army guy and his crew for about a good ninety miles or so. And then we broke apart at that at that ninety to 95 mile mark and then first place a beast amazing guy he's done like backyard ultras you know these last man standings mm -hmm. and he was I, was I was trying to catch him but that man had the, had the lead so just so second all place yep got second place in that one and i'm thinking like wow that's a pretty cool feeling right like <laughs> that's two, two legit, races dude. second place uh and then I was like, I'm going to just you get going back, back after. You didn't go back and do that one? Get first? Shoot. Don't tell me it was a good time because <laughs> oh I'm, I'm the type of person that actually will will reevaluate where I went wrong and how I can go back and get stronger. So that's why Lake Martin next weekend is going to be a huge, huge mental challenge for me because I'm not finishing slower than I did last year. And I know damn well I'm going to go harder. You're going to hallucinate all over again? Shit. Probably like talk, I'm on peyote, so Talk about bro. that. 
talk about that. <laughs> what's what's that like? Like, because I know there's a, there's a moment when it like switches from body to like mind, you know. Yeah. So when your mind takes over, talk about that. What's that like? It's definitely mind over miles. That's one of the things I remind myself uh, when you're out there. You you know you're going off 18 hours of wakeness. Uh, you're you're just pushing for an extended period of time. Your body naturally wants to go to sleep at, you know, you say you go to bed at 11, 10 o'clock, but you're running through that. You don't have as much food as you normally would. And it's, it's just fighting to stay alive. And it's, it's this weird out of body experience. I just remember like, I saw me from like this, you know, bird's view, just trekking along. And I'm like, what's going on out here? This is, this is kind of cool. Like, I see me pushing through this and I'm just in my head like, oh, this sucks. Like just keep putting one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other and going through. And you see like stuff that you're like, this can't be real. It scares you. You jump. You're like, okay, now I'm back in my body. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Like, I swear I thought I saw uh, an alien mothership <laughs> like Mario 100 <laughs> called my mom the next day. I was like, I, I don't know if I'm on drugs. If they lay something at the aid station, like, I'm, I'm oh tripping. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay all right and then what go ahead austin you can ask first. oh i was i was gonna ask what's what's recovery like like after these hundred milers like what's your recovery so i've been building up uh some strength after each one the more i do the stronger i get and Mm -hmm. when i first started i mean i was toast for like at least 48 hours i'm swollen like i pictures of my just full bodies just bloated it's just inflamed and just pushed it way further than it should have barely walking you know i'm gonna record my post 100 mile walks show you guys what it's like uh, i'm wobbling you know uh the wind will just knock me over you just blow my direction i'm gonna fall it's it's, it's tough so i'm doing i do a lot of active recovery so the next day i'm out there running about like you know as, as fast as i can uh not really as fast but more slow paced two, three miles just to get the blood pump and blood body moving. So I'm not tightening up and I'll put on some compression sleeves um, from reathlete and sit there for about 30 minutes to an hour, uh, just trying to get the blood flow going to my legs, reduce swelling and, you know, hopefully get back after it in two days. Two days. I mean, I'm, I'm beat up for like a week or so, but I'm trying to get back out to the run within two days. Holy fuck and rob rob doesn't murph and is out for a whole like week <laughs> i mean i worked out i worked out yesterday i worked out really hard but i mean that was wednesday i i had i had an opportunity to work out on monday and we both kind of like bitched out on it but i was i was actually no i take that back amanda ended up doing yoga on monday and i was like i'll watch the dogs she's like what i'm like yeah I'll watch the the excuse I'm, like, I'm good i'm good like my lats and biceps are killing me from the fucking pull-ups now the next question is are you, would you ever do like a triathlon or like Actually, an iron man you know, yes iron man yes so my buddy dakota i was telling you about uh next november be trying out a half iron man in arizona rob yeah, which so is, what, where that's what 70 po- is that 70.2 <sighs> Yeah, the 70.3. Yep. 70.3. That's where it is. I got to remember the actual, I think it's, I think it's in Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. So you, you give me a heads up. I will come down and meet up with you guys and cheer. I will do it with you. 
Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things I'm low key about, but starting training November, actually going to get a tri coach to do that. That's one of those things where I feel like they're the experts and I got to follow them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm assuming, do you have any cycling or swimming experience or is that going to all be new to you? Um, so I've cycled for fun swimming. I would train with my buddy in Dakota. He would, you know, put me in the pool. We would just go at it. Um, not horrible, but I've got a lot of technique to improve upon. So now, not... but do you do, do you do open water swimming or did you do all in the pool? In Alaska, all in the pool here, I'm going to challenge myself to do open water swimming. Um, it is pretty frightening, not gonna lie, but I've heard, I've heard it's way different. So, cause I yeah. followed, I followed Nick bear when he did his whole triathlon prep and everything uh, for Ironman. And he said, it's a whole different beast from going to a pool into like open water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, James Ironman cowboy. He talks about it. Uh, I follow Nick Bear's, you know, journey as well. And mm-hmm. it's, it's different in, I know Panama city, they do it in the ocean. So yep, you got to get the, really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of Nick Bear, um, did you ever hear about his experience with like the Leadville 100? Yep. You're I, gonna, I watched the, that? the YouTube. Oh, look, I'm trying to get into the Super Bowls. I'll, I'll do Badwater. I'll do the Moab 240. The- the Badlands is crazy. Oh my god! It's what two hundred, right? Badlands is two hundred. Uh, Badwater is the one one thirty five in um, okay. Death Valley, the hottest time of the year. Uh, Chris Cosman is the race director, and then Moab two forty in Utah. Yeah. That's like they give you like a hundred hundred something plus hours to finish that race. Jesus! Trying to be like Cam Haynes out here. Hey, there's sources of inspiration. And I'm Have you ever seen a, any of the like the the big athletes that we're all like interested in at any of these races? Or have you not? So been I have met the races? speed goat, Carl Metzler. I met him at um, the Blood Rock 100 uh, mm-hmm. last December. Really awesome dude. Really humble guy. You know, he loves to joke around. Huge respect mm-hmm. to him. I stayed with him the first loop. Um, he definitely was just out there to have a good time and spread his love for running and he killed it. He got first place, you know, he's the speed goat. So I've, I've had the luxury to run against him, but nobody else yet, like Goggins, Cam Haynes, Nick bear, but I'm sure I'll see them out there. I've eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Sally McRae, Courtney DeWalter. I'd love to run with them. Um, as I continue. I mean, yeah, you're still young. Like you got like years and years ahead of doing this. So. It's... Oh yeah, I'm trying to hit the 100, 100, 100 mile club. So, what's what's that? Uh, the the few ultra runners that actually hit 100, 100 mile races in their ultra career. So you know you got to get after. I, I'm trying to aim for four hundreds every year for the next you know twenty five years. Jeez. Holy fuck, dude! There's like, I knew that you were doing all this cool shit and it's so much deeper than i thought it was and it's it's incredible and this is exactly why i told austin i was like mm. i'm stoked to have him on because he's gonna blow our mind i kind of wish that we would have just jumped into the ultra stuff because like it's it's fucking fascinating dude what about um what about coco when you go running how far does she go with you typically on your runs 
So being here in Florida and it's hot as hell. So I got to get her out yeah. early in the mornings. We do about like a morning 5k every day minimum. Um, okay. And the longest she's ever ran with me was 22 miles. And we were in Alaska. Holy she shit. loved the winter. Holy shit. That's incredible. And then she's a beast. Her... She's yeah. a beast. <laughs> yeah. Allie, Allie will hike anything. Like Allie's the most Allie's done is 28 miles with me. And then she did the Grand Canyon with me. She just walked in here, ironically. She heard um, her name, bro. <laughs> yeah, but she's not a runner, whereas like Finn is a runner. She's 100% a hiker, can do anything like hiking-wise, but not so much a runner. Yeah, she gets so mad at me if I don't take her with me. Aww. Like, it's it's a whole attitude. She's like, I know you're going. You better yeah. take <laughs> It's like I'm cheating on her, bro. She's like, I know I know you're out there getting the steps. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, cool. What, um, what would you tell someone, maybe our listener, who's interested in maybe working up to an ultra or getting into trail running? Where would you guide them to like a starting point shoes or like just any pieces of advice that you could give to someone that's a great question uh, a lot to unpack there um for ultra running you know find your source of inspiration how you want to whether it be through books podcasts um you know audio books youtube videos there's a lot out there for you um, two books I recommend is, um, how corners field guide to ultra running and, um, how to run your first ultra, um, by Chrissy mole. So those two books okay. kind of helped me. They've got training plans in there for people. A lot of advice to where it's like, oh, you know, this is what you do uphill. This is what you do downhill. Use your trekking poles this time. This is how you should train for speed and all that good advice. And my biggest piece of advice to people would be go slow listen to your heart rate heart rate training is very crucial for long distances uh you're really trying to reserve your energy so that way you can go for those 24 hours you can go for 36 if you need to you can hit 200 mile races you know um you got to go slow to build your aerobic base it's not about being the hardest and fastest person out there we all have our own journey everybody's going to be there to support you and the community is so big that you shouldn't be afraid to approach anybody when you're there. I've ran with guys who've run the Western States 100. You would have never guessed it, but they were giving me tips on how, you know, if I ever go there, how to do it. So connect with other ultra runners. Don't be afraid, whether you're a rookie, whether, you're, you know, intermediate 5K runner, whatever you are, just, just get to know the people. Okay, cool. Very cool. And we're going to keep following you. And we need to like... Share your stuff. We need to build up your Instagram. We need you to post more. And then <laughs> we'll help you build because, wow. That's much appreciated. And, you know, I'm going to get after a lot more races this year. So not everything's on ultra sign up. There are local races that they, they don't put out there. So I'll be posting more content at least twice a month this year. It's a challenge mm -hmm. to myself to, to get out there and get uh, uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, Austin, is there any other things you want to talk about? Or you got no. any other questions on your on your mind? I mean I mean I think we're good, man. Like I said, we're we're about an hour and a half in, so Yeah. Is there 
Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into the famous ATI? No, I mean, I'm, I just, like I said, I've been extremely grateful to be here and, and thank you for the opportunity, you know, I'll keep connecting with you guys in the community. And, you know, if anybody has any questions for me, feel free to reach out and I'll be happy to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you over the years have been one of those people that you're going to get right back into running. Ah, I'm thinking about it. I swear to God, I'm yeah. actually thinking about it. Like you, you woke something up the other day with that, um, with Murph. that Murph, that Murph <laughs> did something because I've been out of shape. I've been struggling at hockey. Like, like it's, it's been a, a you know, like, I even, I think I told you Cassidy and Austin knows a lot about like my personal life. I've, I've made a lot of excuses and I've been really slow at my transition back to like, I did really fast at getting back to walking and then getting back to hockey. I felt like I did really fast at all those things, but there's been points where I've just gone lazy and eating like shit or consistently eating like shit not having like the same type of diet that i used to have and now that you have a you know actually someone will help you cook better <laughs> oh my god the meals that we've eaten in this house my my so hang on amanda what's the name of that company that does the food it's not just chicken and rice anymore these <laughs> plain chicken and rice <laughs> So there's there's a company that I'll have to shout out and maybe the next what's the name of that company that we got the food from? Misfit Market. Misfit Market. Okay. So it's this company called Misfit Market. They have stuff that's like organic produce, organic meats, and it's things that you would normally find in a grocery store that's healthy. Mm. It's all things that for some reason they cannot sell it on a grocery store shelf because maybe the squash has a blemish on it that wouldn't look good. Or maybe the packaging has a little bit of damage, but it hasn't broken the seal. Whatever the deal is, it's like 40% off of the cost. Like she bought probably about like 200 and something dollars worth of groceries and vegetables and fruits and shit the other day. And we got it delivered to our door for like, I think like $116 tax free or like after taxes um just really really good stuff so long story short been eating healthier the little murph thing kicked my ass then trying to get after in the gym having the conversation with you dude has inspired me maybe to get into like (laughs) a little bit of trail running especially if if i can get like finn to do it with me i'd be down because Here's where I'm at with my life. I'm 40 years old. I've traveled the world. I have a beautiful fiance. I'm very happy. Um, the things that matter most to me in my life right now are my woman, uh, my job, my dogs, and travel. So if I can somehow take one of those components, oh, hockey too. And <laughs> if I can take one of those components and, and add it in, it's worth it. But if I can't add in the dog, it's not worth me being that much time away from the the people and family and friends I love. 
and and it, it sounds like a cop out, but I swear to God, like that's that's a big part of it. We all have our things, brother. So don't don't beat yourself up on that. You know, I I respect your decisions and what you want to do. Right? You know, family, your fiance, the dogs, hockey. Your passions are your passions, and you you can't change that. Right? Like that's that's who you are. That's your identity. So own it, bro. Like you know, if you if you ever want to go out there and do you know that fifty k, you just hit me up. I mean, like I said, if it's in Arizona, I'd fly over there and run it with you, man. Holy like, shit, that's... that would be so cool. But like, would you go at my pace? Like, yeah, I'm absolutely. not gonna be able to... I... Okay, like I'm absolutely. not. No, you have to keep up with him. You have to run at his pace. <laughs> we'll have to make sure. You know? We'll have to make sure though that is there a way that you can do that without it counting against you. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I can be a pacer that you can you can have perfect. pacers in ultra. So I perfect would because I for you, you I will. I will take you from the 97 percentile down toward the 10th. Towards the 10th. Hey man, exactly. it's all good. It's all Not good. Not a fast runner anymore. I, I came back to the house. You go eight minute day. miles to like 30 minute miles. Dude, I, You're so gonna get it done though. <laughs> when I did when I did the Murph the other day, the the mile I did, the first one was like eight minutes, 30 seconds or whatever. I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's pretty good for the fact that I haven't ran in like a fucking year. And I was thinking like, yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that for a very long time. Unless, <laughs> unless it wasn't on pavement. Like, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, running would be cool, but this pavement shit sucks. And there's a bunch <laughs> of trails out here. So. Yeah, jealous of the surroundings for sure. Love Mother Nature, so take take Dude. advantage of it, man. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to come out and visit, man, we got a spot for you. Give us about a month or two is what we're telling everyone right now because <laughs> Amanda does not have all of her stuff here yet. We're not completely settled in, but we would 100% host you or if you want to do some hiking or You to run running. to the bottom of the canyon and run back up. There's fuckers that do that shit. I would be right there with you. <laughs> I mean, you'd be ahead of me, but like, <laughs> I, like, Rob I would, wouldn't be doing I'd that. Be, I'm not doing that. Like, there's other people that are doing that. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll see them down there. I'm like, hey, dude. <laughs> so one of my buddies, did you did you know Daryl Dispo? I think he mm. left before you got there. I'll have to like. He lives in California now, but he's he's a marathon runner. He's done some small ultras, I think. Like, I mm -hmm. don't think he's ever really crossed beyond like 50 miles, but he's done a lot of like marathons. He came out here a few months ago and did a rim to rim to rim, which is fuck. I can't remember how many miles it is. It's a stupid amount of miles, but basically you start on the south rim. You go all the way down to the bottom, which is about um, 10 to 14 miles down. Go across Phantom Ranch all the way up the North Rim, which is an additional like 10, 13 miles. Come back down and then back over to the South Rim and then back up. While you guys are talking about that, I'm going to look up what the distance is because it's going to bother me. Yeah, the rim to rim to rim is a, it's it's one of those things that I know some ultra runners train with. Uh, I've read about it before in Scott Jurek's book, um, you know, Eat and Run. It would be a fun experience. It's a lot of elevation change. It's probably hot as hell down there. Uh, 44 good training. to 47, 44 to 47 uh, miles, and it's 11,000 feet in elevation gain. That's insane. And you're going up and down and up and down. 
train, I, train I, right there. <laughs> I did the whole entire like all the way down and up, and that was nineteen point six miles, and I think it was over six thousand feet in elevation. So it fucking sucked. But I hiked it. I did not run that shit. <laughs> and Allie did it. So shout out. Oh yeah. All right. Maybe we should get into some uh, ATI here. Because yeah. otherwise I'll keep rambling about running. I mean, I'm ready if you are. I'm waiting on you, man. Tell these people what ATI is. ATI is would you rather questions that we get from the internet. Um, some are fucked up. Some aren't. Um, it just depends. So if you're if you don't like fucked up, like super fucked up things or don't want to hear things that he probably shouldn't be answering, then you can just skip this part right here and end it here. Okay. I'm also, wait, are these ones really fucked up or no? No. Okay, I'm going to find a really fucked up one. I mean, we have a couple fucked up ones. If he's really a good listener, he can answer. Oh, memory is not that great. I hallucinate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Add in one. Read the first one, awesome. Okay. Would you rather travel the world for a year, all expenses paid, or have $4 million to spend on whatever you want? Travel the world in a year with all expenses paid. Okay. What about you, Rob? Would you rather. He didn't even hear. You're not even listening. (laughs) No, I wasn't. Uh. feel like i could do a bunch of traveling with four million dollars but fuck that's a tough (laughs) one because like you like part of me thinks i can make the four mil work Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna go with the four million because i've done enough traveling that i would figure out a way to take (laughs) half of it and put it on the side invest it and then the other half would be utilized towards traveling. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay, what about you, is... Austin? I'm going four million. Okay. I mean, why did you go? You can... Why did you go the the other way? I'm thinking life's too short. Maybe I only got a year. Gonna travel the whole year, run every race I can, go all over the world, run each continent, just get out there and do some stupid wild runs, record it while I'm at it, and you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just get it. I mean, four million is four million, but pure happiness to me is in that moment. So, travel the world and get paid for. Why not? Okay, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think it's a terrible decision. All right. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Personal chef, most definitely. That would help a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Austin. What do you got? No personal chef all the way. If I didn't have yeah. to worry about like if I didn't have to worry about what food I was gonna cook or <laughs> if I just tell hey will you cook this for me or or just tell them like here make these meals for me this is the kind of food I want to eat and not have to worry about it ever again done and, and you you know what know what's been killing us lately is the cleanup like Amanda will make some fucking bomb ass food but it's the amount of time that it takes her to, to prepare it and make it. Cause she's cutting up like fresh vegetables and stuff mm. and adding them in. And 
the amount of things that get dirty. And if she's going to cook the meal, like I'm going to offer to clean. Well, yeah, you and, spend 30 minutes making the food and then two hours cleaning up. Oh my God. So like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah, personal chef would definitely be better. Cause I'll make those fuckers clean. Does dude. the personal chef clean up though? Yes, a hundred percent. What chef's gonna leave? That's like? a win, then, bro. Because right. you know the personal made. We're all military. We, we got that drilled down to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can clean up. All right. Next question. What you got? Would you rather shit yourself every time you go to work or every time you go to the grocery store? I would rather I like- shit myself going to work so I can get out of more meetings and. <laughs> I don't have to sit there and listen to, you know, people ramble. Oh, my PT God. PT every morning, you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> Guess what? I'm I'm going to get out of it. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, what are you picking, Rob? Grocery store, man. Like, I'm in charge of the park right now. I can't afford to, like, <laughs> shit yourself every time you walk in the door. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I, I think we're in ATI, so we're kind of safe to say this. So two times in my life, this has happened. It was like two weeks ago. I was just walking around and my stomach was killing me. And you think you shit yourself two weeks ago? I sharted. I sharted, dude, like bad. Like, (laughs) and Amanda was living here. And I was like, I I farted and like just shit came out. It was more than a fart. (laughs) Oh, it was way more than a fart. And I, I was thinking back to the last time it happened. I was at like a post high school party and it happened at a party and I had to like throw my fucking underwear out a window. (laughs) So so wait, it gets better. So like I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, fuck, I just shit my pants. Like, this is bad. Like, I mean, me and Amanda know about like, we're, we're at the point where we talk about, you know, like I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm going to take a shit, whatever. Like we're not like shy about that, but I'm but like, you told, did you tell you to shit yourself? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, I did. And I was like, I gotta tell you something embarrassing that I've done now twice in my life. I told her the story about the one post high school, and then I was like, and then tonight, I farted and it turned into a shit. And she's like, what are you gonna do with the underwear? And I'm like, oh, don't worry, I threw them out, and I'm getting ready to take the trash out right now. So if you're wondering why I'm taking out the trash at like 10 o'clock at night, that's because I shit my pants and had to throw them out. So there we go. I knew I'd eventually admit that on the podcast. Good job, Rob. Good job. So grocery store, because work would. Yeah, I don't go to the grocery store that much. You? I mean, I'm gonna have to go grocery stores. I work from home, so every time I go to work, <laughs> I'd be at just constantly shitting myself. Or you know, like how does that work? Like, <laughs> no, I think you should shit yourself from the house. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, hey, it'd be the best place to do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I'll just wear like... a diaper. I'll just wear a diaper, and then. Just... <laughs> okay. All right. Would you rather? Oh, he's gonna. Would you rather get your fingernail or toenail torn off? I already know the answer for you. Yeah, it's going to be toenails. They're already numb. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're, they're just torn up, dude, after these races. Oh, I imagine. Oh, my God. How many How many times have you lost? Have you lost both big toenails? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Any of the other ones? Yep. Lost my pinky. Lost the one right next to the pinky toe. <laughs> um, lost, I guess, the one right next to the big toe on both. Yeah. It just uh, is normal. They, they're ripping, all back, though. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Ripping toes, running ultras, man. That's like the name of this podcast, I think. Something like that. Uh, what about you, Austin? I'm gonna have to go toenails because fingernails, I think, would hurt way too much. I think so too. As I touch my fingernails, yeah, toenail. <laughs> okay, um, we need to find more fucked up ones. I kind of got a couple, so that... just ask that one. Just ask that one. Hmm. So we got a couple we can choose from. Just okay. Ask you want to grab? I'll ask that one. I don't know if it's gonna work though. We'll see. Would you rather see your other half in a porn or your parents? I think you're single, so like that. Yeah, doesn't... so I'm I'm single, but uh, shit, that's a tough one. If, if you were if you were in a relationship, by the way, ladies, he is single. He's very attractive <laughs> and he's very healthy. He's, he's got committed to up running. Feet. He's got <laughs> fucked up feet, but everything else is good. And we'll probably make a million off OnlyFans, so don't worry. <laughs> um uh shit maybe it's this is a good one but probably probably my parents you know gotta learn the moves bro how did it happen <laughs> i'm not the oh jealous gosh. type to see my significant other one in there either but it's also gonna be one of those things like well, why so don't this we is why one? he's single <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, Austin, will you grab one? I'll, I'll answer this. Yeah. I'm going to do... I, I don't want to see Amanda in a porn. No. I'll just go with my parents. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the simplest answer. All right, do we got one more fucked up, and then we'll close this out? One. I got a fucked up one. Would, would you rather fuck a chick who, who's banged a thousand dudes... Or a chick, to, or a chick who's banged one animal. Oh my god! Uh, that's <laughs> why not be one thousand and one. <laughs> I mean, you Air Force guys, you know, like you know, do everything easy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, she might not even remember it. It's all good. <laughs> Animals uh... a lot to get over. Yeah, what animal did she fuck is the question. <laughs> Whatever animal you want to think of. Just imagine well, a first... horse immediately. <laughs> oh, God. Like, bro, I don't compare. Sorry. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. But what if it was like a little dog or whatever? It's just one dog. That's still fucking weird. That is weird. What if, what if some chick fucked Allie and then like, would you want to fuck... <laughs> I'd beat that chick up. <laughs> Why the fuck you, know, you touching my dog? Like, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be with a girl that's been with a thousand dudes. So, no, I'm I'm doing like I'm hoping for the best. And uh, she fucked an elephant. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awful. Yeah, just but... a silverback girl, bro. <laughs> it's, it's just beat. <laughs> All right, one animal. There we go. That's that. I'm going with that thousand dudes. Of course you are. <laughs> okay, cool. 
Probably be Eskimo Bros. Oh my god, that's a gross question. Um, I don't. What is this that we're playing here? I don't like this. Yeah, it got dark. Never heard of it. it. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else? No, I think I'm. Unless uh, Cassidy, do you got anything you want to plug before you before we close this out? Um, the only thing I would say, I mean, you know, I've got a uh, deal with athletic brewing. So if anybody wants athletic brewing, um, you can hit me up. You have a promo code where you get 20% off of your non-alcoholic beer or, um, sparkling water at athleticbrewing.com using Robert 20. So first name, all caps, and then 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. Non-alcoholic beer. Who wants that? It's team sober right here, baby. (laughs) Okay. No, that's that's interesting and like a little bit about the the company are they like better for like carbs and stuff or is it so just it's non-alcoholic it's so you know at races and stuff there's always beer and stuff at the end and mm-hmm. there's never something where people who are sober can celebrate well this company gives back to the trails gives back to the community um and you know teams up with small businesses and other things to get their name out there they did uh the soul sour this last month for uh black history month and they gave some proceeds to certain um, businesses and then uh it's another way for athletes to celebrate amongst their peers who just don't drink and now we have non-alcoholic beverage to celebrate with them with and they taste just like beer i'm not making that up that's anybody who i've known yeah and i'll if you guys give me your address after this i'll send you some courtesy of me um, so you guys can try it out and, you know, hopefully enjoy it. Yeah, I'm definitely down. And um, quick question then. Have you always been sober or was this like a, a choice at a certain point? Uh, once I started taking my running series. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I decided that I'd give up alcohol. Just completely quit alcohol. Mm-hmm. There's uh, more of a health thing. Yep. That's yeah. incredible, man. No, I, I dig that. I wish you would have said that earlier because not everyone comes to the very end of the show. Like some people will listen to well, ATI. fuck them. If they don't, that's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess fuck them. Okay. Yeah, definitely Um, send us the like a link to that site, maybe that promo yeah. code, and Austin will include it in in the um the show notes. Show notes. Yeah, yeah. Sounds okay. good and candy. Cool. And then other than that, excuse me, Austin, you got anything you want to plug? Nope, that's it. Okay. I think we're still up in the air and or not doing the April event. So I'm pretty sure we're not doing it. Uh, we're going to have to find other things to do. Yeah, do better, Rob. No, There's you do a world better. Of possibilities. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure something out. But either way, the podcast is still going to be going no matter what. Maybe. Both I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> we love you guys. Peace.